Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. We are plugging forward with another one. I know. Uh, special guest today. Yes. And would you like me No, to I want you to introduce her. You've known her longer than I have. <laughs> well, we've, I think everybody knows Deb. I know. Deb Jeffers. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, we are loving it. Yep. With the American Cancer Society. Yes. yes and yes. Uh, I know through Ryan's journey, you were a big help to us. Yes. And and with Danelle's journey and so many other people, so many other people that uh, you've helped impact, uh, whether it be their treatment or their healing process, whatever it is. Thank you. So we're excited to have you here with us. Thank you, guys. Yes. It's it's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with American Cancer Society? So I, you asked me where I was born and raised, and yeah, here, here, Santa Maria, Santa Maria, I'm born and bred. And so um, here in Santa Maria and love it and went to college in San Francisco, but of course came back because this is where you need to live. Absolutely. This is paradise. Gorgeous, right. Um, and I got involved with the American Cancer Society because I had a cute little girl that was going through treatment and her doctor told us that there was a purple party because she loved the color purple. Oh. And so they told us the date and time and told us to go. And so we did. And, and when we got there, it was called Relay for Life. And uh, we walked the track and it was dusk. So there was the white Luminaria bags yes. that had people's names on them. And they, we, were, we were walking. I'm reading the names in the bags. And so many people we knew that I didn't know had cancer. Yeah. And so we sat through the Luminaria ceremony. And of course, if you've ever been to one, I cried and didn't even They're know a lot emotional. of the people. But yep. started to cry <clears throat> and and it was great. And unfortunately, this little girl passed away mm. and we decided to start a team in her name and her honor. And we did. And I continued to do it. And three years later, they asked me, oh, would you like to become part of the American Cancer Society? I'm like, what do I have to do? And they're like, kind of what you're doing now. And I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interviewed. They called and said, you have a job. I said, when do I start? She said, December 1st. I said, I'm there. Awesome. And December 1st, almost 13 years ago. 13 years 13 ago, you've years been ago. with American wow. Cancer Society. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I have been to several Relay for Lives, and I'm sure a lot of people on our podcast have too. It's it's amazing. And they're all a little bit different. Um, the one I have gone to is the one here in Shell Beach at the Dinosaur, and that one's awesome. We did that. Um, we did the one at the high school, too, when it was around the track. Oh, that's at the, right. at the high school. Yep. Oh, I forgot But it is emotional. Because um, at the time, uh, Ryan was going through treatment, and Topher was there. That's right. He gave and, his testimony. And he gave his, you know, That's right. testimony in front of everybody. But just to see all those bags and, and knowing that that light in that bag represents a life. Right. You know, that's either been impacted um, yep. or touched by cancer in some way. It is really, I remember Topher's, um, I didn't know him very well before that. And he came over and he kind of put his arm around me and he was telling me a story and and I started to cry and we, it hadn't even got to Luminaria's yet. Oh. And so I said, um, he goes, he goes, how, how do you keep doing this job? How do you, how do you continue to do this job with all of these bags and all of mm -hmm. these relays that you do? And I said, because of people like you, yeah. oh, I can't yeah. look you in the face and say, I quit trying. Right. And yeah. I can't look my mom in the face and say, I quit trying. That's right. right. And so I have to continue to do it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would like for you to go over a little bit about the American Cancer Society because I don't think the average person knows exactly what you guys do. So just explain to us or walk us through that. Our main focus for the American Cancer Society is to fund research. I, my brother says I'm trying to put myself out of a job because we find that one which little thing is yeah, awesome, which would be great. Right? And it would be wonderful, but we fund research. Um, we just did $33.5 million in grants for research wow. funding. Uh, we are the second largest funder of research next to the American the government. So we, that's what we do. That's exactly what we right. do. So no gas cards, no meal tickets, nothing like that. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. uh, no wigs. Um, we have wigs, but we have we provide wigs, but we provide them in the cancer centers. So Hearst Cancer Resource Center, Mission Hope, gotcha. um, Rograndi, we have them there. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have them um, in our offices. We make sure that you want to go where you're comfortable. And coming to yes. an American Cancer office isn't always the most comfortable thing. But sure. being sure. when you're in a treatment center, you can just walk down the hall yeah, and get what you need. And mm -hmm. so um, we do that. Um, and our biggest thing is our 1-800 number and our cancer.org. They are the most up-to-date information you can get. And what is the 1-800 number again? 1-800-227-2345. And we'll have and Nate put that up on the screen oh, for absolutely. us. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Very important. Um, so we covered the 800 number. Tell us about cancer.org. Cancer.org. You can just go to cancer.org and you can just search whatever you need to. Um, and it will give you the most up-to-date information. Please, please, please do not Google. Yes. And we tell I everybody that. that. Yeah. Yes. Don't Google. Don't Google. No, it's the worst thing. And it, it, it's just, it's not even, it's not healthy for you. No, we don't need to know that. You just take one day at a time. That's what I always tell people. Exactly. One step at a time. Just okay. go, if you, if it's brain cancer, put brain cancer in the search and it'll come up with everything you need. And then, you know, if you have questions, you can, you can send an email to cancer.org or you can call the 1-800 number. Gotcha. That is so good. So good for everybody to know that because I had the misconception about the whole um, American Cancer Society. But I do, I do, in talking to Danelle, I know that she was on three different trials and all three of them were funded by American Cancer Society. So there is a little bit of peace that, you know, you get because that's what they're there for, you know. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, that? I, wanted to I want to know how COVID. Yes, that's where I wanted to go. Impacted the American Cancer Society. It has been awful. Um, I had a patient call and they needed to go to treatment and they were too scared to go to treatment because of COVID. You are not going to die from COVID. You're going to die from cancer if you don't go get your treatments. Yes. Yeah. Please, please, please go get, get your, your treatment. Yes. There's every place I've been, every cancer center is clean and they're doing everything they need to do to keep you safe, please go to your treatments. Yes, right. absolutely. Absolutely. It also affected the American Cancer Society. We laid off 1,500 people. Wow. We closed offices because we have been home. We were sent home Friday the 13th, March mm. 13th. We'll never forget it. And right. our CEO told us, let's go home and see if we can all work from home for two weeks. And this is nationwide. This is nationwide. So we thought, okay, we'll go home for two weeks, see if we can work. So we're all in denial, Deb. All of we're us. We're still home. Yeah. 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 We're still, yeah. We're still home. Two weeks at light. Yeah. We now over a year. Over a year. But you've closed several offices. I have closed several offices, yes. In my area, we've closed all the offices because 
nobody really came to the American Cancer Society office because you can go to the Cancer Center and get all of our information there, or you can call our 1-800 number, yep. or you can go to cancer.org, and you can print it right off of there. If right. you're one of those people that has to have it, yep. you can print right from there. And if you call the 1-800 number and you want something, we'll send it to you. Okay. And so it isn't like you have to be in an office, and we don't, we, we're out in the, we're normally out in the community, so sure. we don't need an office. Right. And so as soon as they are allowed, we're hoping Q4, Q3 that will be out in the public. Right. We are Absolutely. hoping. Yeah. Um, so where is your territory? Tell everybody where your territory is because it used to be from what, Santa Barbara to? It used to be San Luis County, Santa Barbara County, Ventura County. Okay. Now? Now it's Ventura County to Santa Cruz and from the Pacific Ocean to the Nevada border. Wow. That's like, oh my goodness. Um, there's... 14 counties. I don't, don't ask me. I don't know them. I, I just know that we have a big area and I have a new team. And it's very hard to learn your new team over Zoom and Teams meetings. Sure. Um, but yeah. we're doing a great job. Good. I have um, a team of go-getters that are not letting COVID affect what we're doing. Well, that's good. We're still out there with our patients. We're still fundraising. You know, we turn virtual. ACS didn't do virtual things. We want you to come and be together and yep. have that, you know, if you're a cancer patient, you want to sit next to somebody that's going through the same thing and have that talk. Or yep. if you're a caregiver, you want to hear what another caregiver is doing. Right. That's what we're about. We're Absolutely. about getting people together. Well, not with COVID. Right. right. So we have all of our um, um, meetings or everything is virtual. Oh, gotcha. Do you, ha do you think that that's starting to go on the you know, just the right direction of maybe meeting these people in person eventually? I mean, because now that the vaccine's out, or do you just feel like they're just going to keep doing it virtual? I it's think working. so. Some people are just not going to be comfortable getting out in the public until right. everybody's vaccinated and not everyone's going to get it. So right. let's be honest. It's, yeah. And you're immune compromised. Right. And your family doesn't want to be around other people because they're with you and you're immune compromised. So those, I think some of the things are going to stay and some of the things have done really well. Some virtual things right. we've done really well. And some virtual things we have not done well. Right. And we've learned. Like, we had an event in April. And it was supposed to be in person. And we had to, and I don't like this word, pivot to doing something virtual. Yep. It was not good. Right. Because by September, we had learned all the things we needed to do and all the correct ways to do it. We right. were throwing things together. We were putting yep. YouTube videos. And it was yeah. not. It was a learning curve for yeah. everyone. And, really you know, has. now we're really good at it. But. We want to be in public. Yeah. We want to be out with everybody. And so hopefully. Well, it's about relationships. It is. You know, it really mm -hmm. is. You, you can't get that feeling when you're on Zoom sometimes. Well, especially someone going through cancer. Yeah. I mean, they need that physical touch, that closeness to know that you care. Exactly. And you can't get that from a Zoom a, call. You can't. You just can't. You know? And and. I, it makes me sad a lot of the times that, you know, because of COVID, they can't have that advocate to go back there with them to get that news or to be with them during treatment. I know that there are some people that are really trying, but for the most part, I've had a lot of Victory Trip recipients that have not been able to have that advocate Nobody. person to be there. And I know even when Danelle was going through those tough times, it was like they had to really, it was like an act of Congress just to get her husband back there, you know? And so it is. Well, it's and a, it was the drive-through parades and all oh, that stuff. Yeah, you know? and, those, and those are great. But, you know, really, it's, they're, it's heartbreaking. So hard. they're heartbreaking. They're heartbreaking. That picture mm -hmm. of Danelle and Dr. DiCarlo, when you guys are, when someone's standing behind them and they're taking the picture of their backs watching, it breaks my heart. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it broke my heart when I saw um, 
John's sign. I took yep. it. I bawled just because I was like, that's not okay that he's down here and she can't be up there with her. Like it just broke my heart and, and he wanted to be up there with her. So there's things that, it, that it, it doesn't make sense because they live together, but <laughs> everybody's trying to be safe. So I guess at the end of the day, like you said earlier, that just get your treatment. It's so important to get your treatment. It I is. know you have to be in there by yourself. Yes. And I know you have to go in these places, but I know a lot of the places like um, UCLA Health, they'll yep. Zoom you in if you can't be there. Exactly. And so the, at least you're hearing it because you never want to go into a doctor's office where you're getting information like this by yourself. That's you right. You have to have somebody there you with do. you because, because when you, you hear, no, you go numb. I have cancer, Yeah, you stopped hearing. You, mm-hmm. yeah. You're exactly <laughs> you right. You said it, yes. You stopped. You everything don't hear you, anything Everything that. you see the doctor's mouth moving, but... Yep. You don't know. You yep. can't tell. All you heard was cancer. Yep. Yeah. And then you're going to go home and Google it later, which is not what you're supposed Please to do. Please don't. Don't do that. I did it. I, I'll be honest. Okay, so, I'm a horrible human. And and tell us about, do you mind talking about your mom? No. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your mom's journey, because I know that that kind of segued you into going into American Cancer Society. So my mom was diagnosed with a very rare cancer, and she called me. I was coming home from a relay in Lompoc, and I was driving, and she called, and I you know, answered, and I said, how, Mom? And she goes, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, go ahead. And she's like, no, I need to come see you. I'm like, Mom, I was just in Lompoc. You live in San Isa, and now I'm driving to Aurora Grandy. So just what's going on? So she tells me she's been diagnosed with this rare cancer and that um, she's going to see a doctor in Santa Barbara. And sandiness. And I said, okay. I said, what's what's the cancer? She goes, it's called Merkel cell. Never heard of it. Yeah. Okay. And she seemed concerned. I thought, okay, you know, I'll I'll go back to my office. I was unloading at the office. I'll go to my office. I open my computer. And I did what I tell everyone not to do. <laughs> I Googled it. Mm. I spent five minutes and I closed the computer and I I freaked out. Then I thought, okay, I'm sure that's what she did. Yep. So I took a breath. And I unloaded the car and the motorhome was there. And, we, you know, to do a relay, we have a lot of things. Yeah. And so my husband was driving the motorhome and a friend of mine was driving a truck with a trailer and they walked in the door and I burst into tears. They're like, I, we know you're tired. You just did 20 hour event. You're not, I said, you're not going to believe this. And so I told them, I said, go ahead and do what you have to do. Give me some time. Mm-hmm. So I unloaded the things and kept thinking. I thought, what am I doing? I called our 1-800 number and I asked them, what do we have on Merkel cell? What kind of cancer is this? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything. Yeah. And the guy was so nice. He's like, Deb, you know, let me look it up. And he says, we don't have a lot. This is a very rare cancer. I'm like, well, of course it is. So I said, okay, give me, send me what you have. So he emailed everything. And so I read it and we found a doctor in Seattle, Washington. This is what he does. Wow. So we called Monday morning and got an appointment. He said, you need this, this, and this done. And I got those things done here. And we were there 14 days later. Wow. And you walked into the Hutch Clinic and you sat in a room and everyone came in. You didn't have to go anywhere. Didn't have to they just, nope. You just sat there and they came in. And the very last person that came in was a researcher. And she said, you know, I'm doing a research program. And we were, the room wasn't any bigger than this and we were all in there. So it was by both my brothers and um, my mom and my stepdad and I, and we're all in this room pretty close together. Mm -hmm. And then a researcher says, you know, we'd like you to be part of this research program. Well, I look down because I don't want to look at my mom and tell her you have to do this because it is her choice. Sure. She's oh, um, my, so my brother says, um, who funds your research? And she said, the American Cancer Society. And my brother's like six, four jumps up screaming. We're high-fiving, crying. Everything mm. is, we're like, 
So I looked at mom and she's like, I'm doing it. And the doctor said, um, your reaction. And he said, um, I said, I work for the American Cancer Society. He goes, I've never met anyone like it. I go, there's thousands of us. Yeah. There's thousands of us that do this, yeah. that fund research so that my mom can have be in a treatment and a trial that is going to help her and help others like her. But gives hope. Hope is what everybody, you have hope until that day. You know, I just, I feel like we never lost hope ever. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I still, you have hope. And, and that's what gives you that hope is that trial or that clinical, whatever it is, you know. Um, so powerful. It is. It's so, so powerful. powerful. And I mean, some of these trials don't even <clears throat> have names yet, but they are trials. And that is, that's what gets them to get the name and to, you know, to save lives. And, you know, everybody's different. We always say that everybody reacts different. Everybody's body is different. And it, that could be the one for you. It could. And so, so we changed our team name to team 957 because that's the number she is in the trial. There weren't even oh. a thousand people in this trial. This is how rare this cancer was. Wow. So we said, okay, so she's 957. So that was how we became team 957 is because of that. Wow. And so now she's still, um, seven years later, she's cancer free. Everything's great. Awesome. Um, but Gosh, we, you know, she still, know. they still, um, talk to her about it. They call just to check in and how are things going and side effects. Cause that's sure. a huge. Oh yeah. Life after cancer. Yep. I get it. It's... I totally understand that. Yeah. So, so she's doing great, but that's another reason. And, um, and that motivates you. I hope it motivates oh. anybody out there to go, you know, there is hope and there is, you know, there's, there's so many smart people out there that are doing, you know, research and, um, for everything, even the rare, because how many times do we hear rare, oh, yeah. you know, I mean the rare. And Ryan like, even asked me, um, why do you keep doing it? He asked me first, when we first talked, he asked me, what do I do? Cause when I first met him, I wasn't under the American cancer society umbrella. I did work for there, but I was doing something else. And so he asked me what I did and I told him and he said, how do you do this over and over and over again? Like says people like you, mm. I can't look your parents in the face and tell them I quit trying. Yeah, right. It's, that's right. not acceptable. And then my mom, I can't look my mom in the no. face today and tell her I quit trying. Right. Absolutely. And trust me, there's days where I'd like to. Oh, I'd like to just <laughs> yeah, yeah, quit. But yeah. I, you don't. You, you can't. don't. You, you can't. can't. Absolutely. And I know that's what keeps me going and Steve going with our Victory Trip recipients. And you know, and we that happens, you know, they, they relapse, they, you know, things happen. And, um, but it keeps me motivated because I know that we're on the cutting edge of some cure. I just know if there isn't one out there already, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, you know how they do different drugs and make it happen. And, and new therapies. New I mean, therapies. just the therapies that too. weren't around five years ago. Oh, the immunotherapies, the targeted radiation, yes. all these new things that are cutting edge. It's like we have so much to work on. Don't you remember when they, um, they were talking about those T-cell and they modified that um, that thing, T-car cells when Ryan was in the hospital? Car cells. And, yes. And Mateo actually got yes. that done. Yeah. I have so a friend I mean, right now in Stanford that's work, that they're doing and that's that. They're, not even five years old yet. So far. I'm blown yes. away. I'm like, wow, I remember them talking about that. Yeah. And here we are. Um, and these are things that aren't, the effects of this aren't as harsh as as chemo. Radiation is harsh, but yeah. radiation, we can target radiation now. Yeah. You can target it to a pinpoint, they a brain that. tumor, and then that's all we're doing. That's, that's what they did with Ryan, right? Right. Yep. So we can do that. Chemo, and 
It's just everything. It's everything. It's all good and bad cells. It's mm-hmm. going right. through your whole entire body. That's right. And most of those drugs have been around since the 50s. There's, I, I think you could count on one hand the number of new cancer drugs that have yes. come out because in the last we've come up years. with therapies that are working instead of chemo. Like mm-hmm. chemotherapy is, is harsh and depends on how your body reacts. Right. Yeah. Some people, it's like, oh, Deb, this was easy. And some people, the second day, it's like, I can't do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. everybody reacts differently. That's, yeah, that's right. They do. They do. So you were saying offline, and I think our viewers, this is important for them, is that when COVID hit, and the American Cancer Society said, you know, we got to call a timeout here. They had to stop research and development and everything. Can you talk a little bit about that? So when the world stopped, mm-hmm. whatever day that was, I know what day it was for us, Friday the 13th, which we'll never forget. But people had to leave research and leave it behind. They couldn't keep going in there because, of course, we didn't know what COVID was. You know, we were in Hawaii in January and we thought, you know, the guy said, here's extra Corona because they think it's coronavirus and they think it's the beer that's given to them. So, right. of course, hey, we'll, we'll drink more. <laughs> Give me one more. Right. Yeah. And so oh never did we think a year later we would be talking like this. So mm-hmm. um, it stopped. And so cancer treatments, not the treatment itself, but the research stopped. And yeah. not because we didn't fund it, it's because they couldn't go in the labs and do it. And so they could have been making... You know, we talked about cell development and that stopped. So those cells died, what they were working on. So they had to start all over again. So now we just funded $33.5 million grants um, all over the country to keep this going because we can be on the cusp of this huge breakthrough. absolutely. And And cancer doesn't stop because of COVID. I mean, it does not, it it is not, doesn't discriminate because COVID's happening. And And then let's go there. Like, but prior to COVID, you know, Ryan had his cancer and we were doing all this stuff, sanitizing everything. Right. So we were super familiar with all of this stuff before COVID happened, you know, and he had to be isolated and, you know, they had low immunity. And um, so and cancer patients know this. They so they, know they, they've they been doing it. this. We've all been doing this for years. Right. That's right. And so now the whole world is doing it. Yep. Which yep. is great, but it's still the media and yeah. the government have scared everybody so bad yep. that here we are, that people are not getting their treatments. That's right. right. They're yeah. too afraid of COVID to get a treatment for cancer. The cancer is going to kill them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to. COVID's I, a real thing. And it's it something is. to be worried about, especially if you're in a high risk bracket. Absolutely. Okay. We're not going to just, I mean, we, we known quite a few people yep. that have actually lost the battle to COVID. Right. But cancer is going to get you. Right. Yes. You know, yes. and, we also talked about how people have not gotten their screenings because right. of COVID. They they haven't gone to a doctor. They've just been, and and that's even worse because mm-hmm. you're prolonging well, something that could have been prevented. That's yes. right. They weren't doing any mammograms that weren't, you know, necessary, essential. essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, you know, and I'm sure it's not just mammograms. It's everything, every screening and everything. So I, I think that all, we all need to encourage those, you know. Please. And please, cancer please, survivors please that get they your need screenings. to get them. Absolutely. If you're late on your annual exams, whatever they are, whoever you are, if it's a mammogram, a colonoscopy, yep. your normal every year yep. or every two years, whatever it is, please go it. get them. Yeah. We've already seen the numbers in cancer patients spiking. So wow. can you imagine once the world gets back to normal, as normal as we're going to get, what is this going to look like? That's right. What numbers are you seeing? What we're, I, know- I know what we see. As far as victory trip recipients, you know, but what do you see from 
maybe a national point of view or even if you could go regionally? Um, we're seeing um, disparities, health disparities, of course, and then we're seeing mammograms. We're seeing high incidence of breast cancer and colon cancer, and those two can be cured. Colon cancer, get a colonoscopy. And if they, you're they doing don't even them, recommend that until you're what, 40 or 50? No, maybe 50. It's over 50 now, and I thought. I, I wonder why they don't do that sooner. Well, because you know? if you have a risk, if you have family history, and be honest with your doctors, know your family history. Right. When you walk in and sit down with your primary care and you're father or your mother had colon mm-hmm. cancer you need to tell them right because you're, they're going to do risk. them right again you're your best advocate That's you right. need to be honest with your doctors you can't say oh everything's great no mm-hmm. i don't have any problems with my family you have to be honest so they That's can right. test for these things because if you have a family history they're going to test sooner than that that's right well i had a conversation with ryan about this this was super interesting because he was saying i think that every high school person that plays sports or whatever you have to have a physical anyway Correct. he goes why don't they sc- scan for cancer or anything you know it's 0.1% he goes but mom 0.1% they could be saving lives and i'm like it's an insurance thing like i don't think yeah. every insurance it's, is going it's to it's all a money issue that. it always but has been What, what 18 year old thinks that, you know what I mean? Like he knew because he was diagnosed at 18 and he's like, we could be saving so many lives if the insurance would allow them just to have a screening and, you know, and a physical to play football, a baseline, a baseline. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now that, you know, uh, race car drivers have to have a baseline uh, MRI or CT of their brain to know, why aren't we doing this with athletes? Right. And do it younger. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's I don't money. know. It's, it, it is. And yeah. it's, um, but I just think that it's just also educating people on it because we are seeing cancer earlier and earlier and earlier. And, and I feel like edu- that's what we do half the time is educate people because they don't realize that, you know, maybe make a wish doesn't, you know, it's, you know, what their guidelines are, what, you know, American Cancer Society guidelines are or whatever it is. So, you know, we do a lot of education and, and really the average person just doesn't know. I mean, right. Ryan even said, he goes, I know a lot more of can- about cancer than I want to know. Of you course. Know? And also it's not going to happen to me. So why talk about it? I hear that all, you know, and we never thought it would happen to us. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Denial. It's yeah. It's happening. So get out in front of it and talk mm-hmm. about it and know that that not on the back of your leg or yep. the thing on your face that doesn't go away are things that you need to talk about. That's right. right. And That's not be right. like, oh, it'll be fine. And yeah. you know what? It's talk about it. Educate yourself. There's plenty of information. Absolutely. And we Absolutely. spend a lot of time educating. Yeah. I think that that's a lot of, and I feel the same way. We do feel... I feel like that's just part of it, creating awareness of things and um, and education. But um, I don't remember the first time that I met Deb. I, do you remember the first time you met Deb? Because I feel well, like I mean, <laughs> there's not enough time. time on this show for okay. that. But okay. yeah, we go back to when I was a paramedic and she was working in the ER. As, as when... You were working in the ER. I was. Oh, what I did was. you loved it? I was an X-ray do? tech. X-ray loved tech. It. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. You know, that's what I wanted to do when I. When I was in high school, I wanted to be an x-ray tech, but I didn't do that. I went into dental and I even, I can take x-rays there. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, what I remember, do you remember the first time you met Ryan? Yes. You do. Very vividly. And Tell it's a me. funny story. And it's going to be mean to Steve, but I could be mean to Steve. <laughs> <all these years. laughs> Everybody's um, mean to me, so it's okay. So uh, I knew about Ryan because I know the Teixeira family. Okay. So I'm very close with Paul and Deanne. Oh, Unfortunately, yes. Paul right. passed yes. away. But um, Jeffrey, their son is named after my husband. So we were very close. And so I knew the Teixeira family. Um, And Ryan, we were at the rodeo. I was going to talk about that. 
the Dinner of Champions? What uh-huh. was it called? Golden Circle of Champions. Okay. The first one. And um, I introduced myself to everybody coming in because we had talked to a lot of people and just didn't know, couldn't put faces together. So sure. you guys came in and we talked and, you know, Brian was just as nice and sweet as can be. And so we sat down and talked and I said, you know, he goes, it's kind of weird because I'm older. I'm like, I know. I said, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And this was our first one. So I didn't know what it was going to be like either, mm-hmm. but you know, it's going to be yeah, a great time. Absolutely. So we had a good time. And he got up on stage. I'll never forget. And the guy from Resist All was there and he was giving everybody hats mm-hmm. and he got to Ryan and I look over and he has this hat in his hand and I look at Ryan and he gets this big grin. He goes, it might be a little too small because he had kid <laughs> hats and Dustin was so sweet and got him a hat that fit him and everything. But I remember walking over, sitting at the table, and he said, um, Ryan said, what do you do for, you don't do this for a living? I said, no, I work for the American Cancer Society. And that's when we had a great conversation about that. So you guys went out to, there's a grandstands. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you we weren't did. there. And I walked over to see everybody was doing it. And Ryan says, well, um, do you recognize my dad? And I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, well, he knows you. And well, he does. And he goes, I, and then he says, well, Kate. You knew me with hair. That's why. He said, imagine him with hair and skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this look on his face. And I started laughing. And I'm looking. And I look up at him. I go, he was a paramedic. He goes, see, I knew you would know who he was. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Let the record show that I've never been skinny, though. Love oh, that child. Oh, my gosh. Funny. That yeah. was so, he yeah. laughed so hard, too. He just cracked up. That so, is so, everybody yeah, has a Ryan story. That's of course. So, Ryan. So, 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 you came back and sat down, and he looks at you and looks at me, and he just started laughing. And I was like, <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah. That's a long time ago. They, yeah. they kid about our wedding pictures and even growing up, you know, because they can see the transition from my hair to having hair to slowly losing hair <laughs> to just saying, we're shaving it off because it's not worth fighting not over. Worth yeah. So funny. So, not worth it. Yes. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. He was, and I always think that um, pediatric cancer patients are wiser beyond their years. Mm, so true. And when Ryan would talk about, you know, whatever we were talking about, it always wiser beyond his years. Oh, mm. Totally, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, some of the things that he said was just. So, I mean, I learned from him sometimes, you know, yeah. and just the. Um, he was so positive that being around him made me feel so much better. His perspective you know, on life was way, oh, live it yep. to the fullest and don't ever think, I mean, just live in the dream. That's exactly what he did to the nth degree. I mean, amazing. So, And I think you have, obviously, you know, all these kids that have gone, gone through yeah. this, but, you know, I know Lexi Brown has a special place in your heart. Yeah. And then the Scott family yep. has a very special place in your heart. They do. So, well, all the people in uh, in this county, you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, really, all the, I mean, because you you probably know all of them that have cancer through the through this whole. And it's interesting because it is just such a network. Because when Ryan did get diagnosed, we got phone calls everywhere, and it it's a little. Um, it's invasive at the beginning. You're like, oh my gosh, how did you know? And how do you, you know, but everybody talks to everybody. It's, it's really overwhelming. It, it is, is very overwhelming. And I tell people all the time, decide what you want to do, with whom you want to do it, That's when right. you want to do it. Right. Yeah. Because when you guys met the Scots, it was at the Golden Circle. Their golf tournament. Their golf tournament. Their, yeah. Well, no. we. I met them before at the circle of the, the dinner. circle, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were at there. The dinner. And then we decided to go to the golf tournament after that. Oh. Yeah. And I saw you. At the golf tournament because yeah. I was I helped out in the morning. Oh, good. Um, okay. Just because you, 
there's a I have a poll for the kids. Yeah, I, that is deep down in my heart. I would do anything for any of them, and yeah. they and I just am that way. Um, Teddy Bear Foundation. Oh, absolutely love them. Love mm-hmm. them, and I've used them as a resource. <sighs> I yes. love them, and they do um, gifts for Christmas or for Valentine's Day or Easter. And so I've been able to be a volunteer for them and deliver up here to the kids. And you get to know them. Absolutely. And so Easter, you know, they swing up the door and scream, Deb's here, you know, Mm. and it's just, they're all, and I can't get close to them. They're masked. I'm masked. But you still get that interaction and you, you check on the parents. How are you doing? Yeah. Because as hard as it is, kids are resilient. They are so resilient. Yep. They are. And it is. It's the parents. That we're going through it because, I mean, as a parent, you would do anything for your kids. You know, you want to take that burden away from them and make it better in some way. And we're the ones that are actually suffering more than the kids are right. a lot of the times, especially emotionally. Of course. And you yeah. don't show that with your when you're with them. And so right. I always ask the parents, the kids walk away and I say, how are you? Mm. Right. And how are you really doing? Right. And that's what's key, Deb, is that because I always say, you know, how do people react to trauma? And I think it's just really cliche. Sometimes people will say, well, how are you? You know, no. How are you really doing? And then you because have to add you really that. care. Yep. You really care because it's. You know, I think it's normal that everybody says, hi, how are you? Well, you don't want to know how I am because I'm horrible, you know. Right. But really, it's when you know how that person is is somewhat feeling or in you've been in that position, you want to know, like, I'm thinking about you. Tell me some points that I can, you know, help you with. Or, you know, sometimes you don't even know what you need. You just, you know. Sometimes you just need someone to give you a hug or Absolutely. just say, Absolutely. Yeah. How are you really doing? And yes. I'll, I remember the first conversation. Yes, we spoke at the Golden Circle. Yes. But I remember the first conversation I had with you. Oh, gosh. Tell me, what was it? It was when Danelle was having treatment at Mission Hope. Oh, yeah. And we, I walked in. Of course, there's lots of people in there that I know. And Danelle and I spoke, and she introduced me to you. And I said, and I said yes, I we've met, yes. but never had a real conversation. And right. so we had a real conversation that day because a friend of mine was going through treatment, her first one. So we all came in like gangbusters like we would normally do. Sure. Like it's a party. And that was the first time we had a conversation. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 unreal. It is it's it's almost numbing. So you know, the whole thing. It is, it's hard. It's really hard to go through it or to see somebody go through it because your hands are tied, you right. know? And and you know, you've seen it. You so wanna many fix times. it. You wanna be able to do something yes, to fix it. And there's do. just times where and as hard as it is for me to say I can't fix it, but you know, um, someone joked around, you're the cancer lady. You're the one that we go to yeah. because you have the answers or, you know, Get I'm a connector. Answers. Yeah, right. that's I can right. connect you to the, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or I know someone, or we can help you do this, or let's think, you know, right now we have somebody that's really struggling and we're trying to figure out how to help them. That's right. And so it's like, you know, let's get a bunch of heads together to figure this out. Cause I may not be, you might be so emotional that person, you can't see the bigger that's picture. Right. That's right. But you right. have the resources available to you. To put the pieces together. And I've been doing it a long time and have lived in this area mm-hmm. for so long that I can reach out to people and say, okay, this is the issue I have. How can you help me? Or is there a place that we can send this person to get help? Right. Yes. You yeah. know, because right now, mental health. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And, and, you know, we've said this too, after, you know, life after cancer, it's, there's so many levels of it, you know, and you want to be there for them and, and try to connect them in the right place. So you're right. It is mental health is, is PTSD and I mean, on and on. But you don't flick a switch once either 
they've passed away or they're be dealing with all the side Absolutely. effects. There's not there's not a switch that you flick that everything's fine. No. Because exactly there's right. days where I have a sticky on my computer because I went through a couple of weeks where I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm. It's just, you know, we just had a lot of people that we were losing and just seemed like we weren't gaining. I always think, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow will be a better yep. day. Well, I had that, is tomorrow going to be a better day? And I put a sticky note of someone that I that passed away, just the date, mm. to remind myself, I need to keep doing this. Right. Yeah. I need to keep doing this. And I have on the scroll of my print of my um, screensaver is a picture of Ryan, is mm. a picture of Lexi, is a picture of Noah, is a pictures mm. of people that have passed that I need to remind myself why I do this. Why yeah. you do it. Yeah. Because everybody gets to the point where like, it's emotionally draining. Cancer yeah. is mm. not an easy thing. That's so true. And yeah. you know, we have people that reoccur that have been great for years and years and years and then they reoccur. I know. Or we have people that, you know, can't find their doctors and we're helping them find a doctor or they they need a second opinion. Yeah, that's a big one, too. A second opinion. They just need that. And, you know, sometimes it, that second opinion is what gives them that hope and gives them that, you know, whatever, that therapy gives them more or that time. Tra- more, yeah, that's right. more time. There's absolutely. things that they want to be able to do that they couldn't do if they mm-hmm. stayed in the course they were going. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And and I just feel like it. we're just people. We want to be around them. We want to give them, um, like you said, we want to fix it or we want to um, just to connect with them and give them that hug, you know, whatever it, whatever it takes, you and know. And hope that this is out there or that's yeah. out there. And they, you know, we get phone calls all the time that, you know, Deb, I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm one. <laughs> and, know, I'm, I and I'm good with it. Yeah. And there's sometimes I just listen. That's right. Yeah. And that's what I said, too. I'm not a counselor. I don't know, but I can listen to you. Right. And I would love to bounce some things off of you. Another thing I wanted to try to talk about a little bit is just the Relay for Life. If somebody wants to get involved, and I know you do a lot of them, so explain like where they are and how they can get involved. And there's different ways you can get involved with like Luminary or um, explain that. Walk us so RelayForLife.org. Um, and that will, they'll ask you to put in your zip code and it'll pull up the one closest to you. Gotcha. I have 27 in my new area. 27. Wow. So I have two of the largest in the state of California. And where are the largest? Tell Bakersfield us. is the largest. And Salinas. Oh, I was born and raised in Salinas. In Did the you know that? salad bowl of the world? Yep. Well, I went from Salinas to Santa Maria. That's, you know. She stayed in the salad bowl. <laughs> I really did. I really and now did. we're in the fruit cup. No, we're not. We're, we don't live in the Central Valley. No, so, no. But yeah, I was born and raised in Salinas. My, my folks still live in Salinas. So um, I have a sister that lives there and a brother that teaches. He's a teacher. So um, yeah, I didn't know that they were the biggest. And we have a Victory Troop recipient from Salinas. So I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's, that's awesome. I know. So we'll have to connect. Um, after this so that you can uh, spread the word about 17 strong for sure. But, um, but you can go to um, relayforlife.com you said, or .org. .org. <laughs> and then um, uh, is there, is there anything else that you would recommend? Or, I mean, obviously you can see that, but like if they wanted to get involved or to sponsor one of those bags or anything, right. everything's on everything's there. On and there. then if okay. you are a survivor or caregiver, you just register on there and we send you information on when the next one is right now we're in that Plan A, Plan B. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Santa Maria is going to have an in-person event at the Santa Maria Raceway October 23rd. October we are 20, doing we're it. We're doing it. Okay. We, and if we you need don't to be feel with comfortable, people. Yeah, wear a mask or whatever. And if you don't feel comfortable, we're going to do a little survivor area where you can come and just be with survivors. Okay. North County um, is doing one in person. 
It's at uh, Lavinia Winery. We're doing a little nice. bit of a spinoff because Relay, we love Relay, but it's 20, 31 years old now. Okay. And so we're doing something different up there. So we're doing a walk in the vineyard and we have the winemaker well, there and be, be nice. able to talk. And, and Cal Poly's doing their steadfast relay. Good. They have one. The, the Cal Poly kids have one and it's a lot of fun. So different than our community yeah, ones because they can kids. do. Yes. Yeah, college kids. And so we have them all over. Okay. And volunteering, you can all look on there yep. too. Okay. You call me. Good. 805-245-2475. You can call awesome. me. We got another phone number for Nate. Exactly. Nate. Well, Nate. and I just know that we, whenever we would walk the, re, you know, the Relay for Life and we would see Ryan's name and I'm like, how did they even do that bag thing? Because I didn't even know how to do it. So you can always just you can look buy on a Luminaria. Um, they're $10 a donation and you can put whatever you want on them. Um, I have a stack that I kind of move around with me. Gotcha. I pay for them and then I have them um, at home. Gotcha. And I have, you know, people that are lost their battle and people that are battling and people, you know, we have in memory and honor and in support of. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay. Yep. So it's all those different things. That's, that's a, um, we have a couple of Victor Trip recipients that didn't get to go on their, their trip. And so that might be something that we need to think about in the future to, to sponsor them, sponsor that bag or whatever. Um, anything else about trying to get involved or, um, no, I, I think to me, one of the, the big things is donations. I know. Yeah. Oh, donations and fundraising. Seven, you know, 17 strong were down. I know American Red Cross, most of the nonprofits across this country are down. So if you're able to give, please give at uh, cancer.org. Yep. Yeah. Or 17 yeah. strong.org. We'd, uh, you know, it takes all of us working it together. It does. Um, I'm lucky that I get to work with everybody. I get to work with Teddy Bear. I get to work with you guys. I get to work with all these great, amazing organizations. And it takes all of us to take care of these patients. Absolutely. Because we, as 17 Strong, doesn't, we don't do um, terminal cancer, but we have resources that we can make that happen. And, and we've seen it. So it's, right. it's amazing. And so. to be able to call you and say, we have somebody else, put this up, put them on your list. Absolutely. And then, you know, we just try and the connecting part, the networking of all of us is what makes it work. That's right. That's and right. it's super, you know, living in the community that we live in, it's, it's a tight group of people. Um, but we need to make sure that we know where everybody's at because sometimes they get shuffled. So, um, yeah. Yes, so keeping it is, track of everyone is really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Sometimes. Especially after COVID. After COVID. I feel like I've missed every, Everybody, year. it's, it's it's become a chess game. Yeah. It's a know? shell game. Yes. Where's yeah. the ball? That's Where's even the a better ball? analogy. Yes. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So we are still there and I'm still here. So I am there too. So um, at least we can, we can call on each other for things. And of um, course. so, um, yeah, I think that's awesome. And is there anything that you would like to add? No, just thank you. Thank oh. you for what you well, guys are doing. You. And thank you, thank you. for um, letting us into Ryan's life. I, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, I think, the hard part is, you know, people say, well, there's not a lot of pediatric cancer. Oh, okay, there's, there's a so ton much. of it, but a lot of people mm -hmm. don't have their kids, they're not in public, or they don't have a podcast, or they're not keeping right. a caring bridge, or whatever there are, they don't do that. Right. Yeah. So when I deliver for teddy bear i realize how many more that i don't know about oh because you know they're not there's out so there kids. you know they're not right. you know watching mateo so healthy and all the Looks things amazing. he yeah all that hair i know and that so um, it's just great to see him and and um i think that's the thing is that just because you don't see them doesn't mean they're not there absolutely and there's absolutely. a lot of kids battling and it's, it's especially uh, in this area it is. Yeah. It well, is. And you can see it, you know, all the way from, what'd you say, um, Santa Cruz to, yeah, Ventura. to Ventura. So, I to mean, the that's. the state line. 
That's amazing. That's crazy. Um, but cancer does not discriminate. And so, yeah, it's, you know, any, anybody can, can be that person. I think the so. big thing too, is that we, the American Cancer Society works with a lot of different organizations, Stand Up to Cancer, yeah. um, the National Cancer Institute. We also work with St. Jude. And I think people don't realize that there's a huge connection there. Yeah. And St. Jude doesn't only deal with kids that have cancer. Their treatments go all over. Right. And so right. it goes to adults too. And so I think that's a huge thing. Um, I'm a huge supporter of theirs. Oh, I yeah. Think that we love St. Jude's. St. Jude's um, refers to us. So we've had many uh, referrals from St. Jude's. And, you know, ours is young adult. So, right. you know, 18 to, um, you know, to 40. But definitely we have And that facility contact. is amazing. And if you ever get there, please stop. It, Memphis, um, right? Yep. Memphis. It is um, something you'll never forget. I bet. Yep. I bet. Awesome. Well, Deb, thank you so much. Hey, thank, thank you, you for the work that you're doing. And uh, it was great having you. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up another 17 Strong Podcast. Uh, thank you to Nate Hand, our video and audio engineer. Yes. And uh, let's remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.